Hello and welcome to the Taking the Charge podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hine. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for your time. Thank you for finding us. Uh, we hope that you are having a wonderful uh, Christmas season if you celebrate Christmas. Uh, if not, uh, just hope you are in general in general fine, uh, doing fine in these uh, still strange, difficult uh, crazy times. Uh, hopefully everybody uh, gets through this okay. Uh, we have a uh, interesting show uh, for, for those who have followed the Taking the Charge Substack. Uh, appreciate that and uh, first and foremost, uh, but uh, they know that uh, I have a, a regular uh, gone traveling show uh, in which I talk to Enzo Floyo uh, uh, from FIBA Asia, and we talk about the Japanese B League and um, Japanese basketball. Is uh, you know seems to really be on the rise a little bit, and and obviously I'm interested in youth basketball, and so uh, I figured that I would put one and one uh, together, and uh, the um, that too came out to be Chris uh, Thiessen, uh, who is head coach of St. Mary's um, uh, International School in Tokyo, as, far, as well as the director and head coach at the to- uh, Tokyo Samurai um, Club team there in Tokyo as well, and we talk about uh, youth basketball uh, in Japan. Uh, really wonderful chat with him. I thank him for his time and for uh, for all of the uh, great information that he provided provided me. Um, before we do that, uh, before we get to that, uh, obviously part of the uh, taking the charge network is also the uh, taking the uh, these paid subscription and and thereby also the taking the charge prospect podcast. And uh, this weekend uh, on the show. Uh, we had Len Sherman, a young German point guard with uh, Fraport Skyliners. And so I wanted to uh, give you a sneak peek of that uh, interview. Of course, if you're interested uh, in becoming a paid subscriber, please just click on the subscribe now and there's all the information that you can go in there. And uh, as part of this paid subscription, you get the access to the pay, uh, the Taking the Charge Prospect podcast, the weekly show that we have talking with youth, youth uh, some of the young basketball players around the world, um, as well as the full archives of the Talking Talent pod, uh, podcast, where we uh, talk to a trio of scouts each week about three young players. Um, and uh, and uh, so those podcasts are available for the first two weeks uh, for for everybody uh, and then are put behind the paywall for those exclusive uh, uh, exclusive access uh, to paid subscribers so uh, please if you're interested in that that would be fantastic uh, if you're if you want to go check out that um, uh, check out the podcast and uh, become a paid subscriber so here's the sneak peek uh, that we have uh, with the interview on Len Sherman hope you enjoy that and we'll catch you on the other side Let's move to your game. What what areas um, do you think your game is improving the most and the quickest? Um, I improved a lot uh, with my shot this year, um, uh, even though uh, I didn't hit so much shots to the beginning. But I, um, I was working, working a lot on my shot in the summer. Uh, I think it slowly pays off. Um, at the end, you have to work on the form, and um, to if you make it or miss it, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter right now. Um, but I think it's getting getting a lot better and got a lot better. Um, and also, I think my my um, I think I I drive a lot more. 
Um, and I think I'm able to do a lot more in the inside the zone, the floater or the layups. Um, yeah, shoot over, over hands. Yeah. Any areas where you're still, it's just not working out for you. You're just, your game is just, it's, it's slow in development. Is there any areas of that? Um, I think I have to improve a lot on the, on the point guard position, find the open man's and um, improve a lot with the turnovers. I have to limit the turnovers a lot better. Um, I think sometimes I'm just a little bit sloppy. Um, but I think if I improve that, um, it's a lot easier for me to play. How, how do you try to improve that? I mean, everybody um, says, you know, I need to, you know, I need to, you know, I need to, but, but how? Of a, of a concentration thing um, to, to talk to yourself, maybe in the game, say, hey, you gotta, you gotta be, um, gotta be there. You can't be sloppy. Um, you just have to, have to grab the ball the right way. You have to dribble the right way. I think it's, uh, you have to do it in practice because um, only if you do it in practice, you can do it in the game. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, as a guy that uh, really has been uh, following uh, for a couple of years now, you know, really came out in that bubble and had a couple of really good games and uh, opened some eyes there. Uh, it was just first real chance to to shine a little bit uh, in the in the BBL, uh, a little bit more extended minutes and whatnot. And um, it seems to be kind of taking the next step this uh, this season. Um, so let's move to the interview of the week uh, for the for the Taking Charge podcast. That is, as I mentioned, uh, with Chris Thiessen, the um, head coach with of the St. Mary's International School in Tokyo, as well as the uh, director and head coach of the Tokyo Samurai Club, also there in uh, Tokyo. And uh, hope you enjoy this. Uh, hope everybody stays uh, safe and healthy in this uh, Christmas season. Merry Christmas to to everybody, and uh, we will talk to you next week. All right. So on the show this week, we have uh, Chris Thiessen, uh a uh, coach, head coach of the Saint Mary's uh, International School uh, in Tokyo, and as well as the director, head coach of the Tokyo Samurai AAU team. Uh, Chris, uh, thanks for coming on. Hey, thank you for having me on, David. I'm uh, happy to happy to be on and uh, looking forward to this. Um, so people who have been following the Substack for uh, since we've started, um, you know, know that that uh, that, uh, you know, we have the, the weekly show to talk about the B League um, and uh, just been interested in, in, in getting more information in general about uh, J- uh, Japanese basketball Um and uh, just because it seems like it's uh, an, an emerging market in general, and also uh, you know there are you know seem to be uh, taking steps along the way uh, to to getting better, and uh, and uh, doing some research for a piece that I did uh, came across your name and and uh, through a through a, a player that we will talk a little bit about him uh, in general, but uh, sort of um, his. Um, his sort of classification, I guess we can call it, but we get to that in a second. Um, so basically, I kind of, I just was interested in maybe just getting more of a breakdown, uh, sort of a, a structural uh, um, background as far as how the youth game goes in in Japan. Um, so uh, you're part of the international school 
uh, system, like we said, St. Mary's. Right. Um, and they also have the, the, the high school, uh, system. Um, and, and there's also then as well, the, the Japanese B league, uh, U18 championship. And so, uh, maybe if you could just, uh, you know, sort of generally break it down, you know, are, are, are these, it seems to me that these are three, um, three structures that kind of just are running parallel to each other with not much cross, uh, cross, cross section coming, you know, here or there is, is that the fact? And, 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 and then maybe in the same, same regard, is there, has there been any efforts to kind of, you know, cross over and, and get more interaction among the three of them? Yeah. So the, the system like you spoke about with us, as far as international schools and military, U.S. military-based schools, we, we are on our own system that's completely separate from the Japanese uh, system. Uh, Japanese basketball is year-round, so they, they go from basically school starts in April, April through March. They're, they're playing you know, their seasons or their years. Uh, but with international schools and military, we're on like an American system. So they go from basically November till February and then we're done. Uh, and that's kind of where our club teams kind of has stepped in at that point to kind of run this AU system that doesn't actually exist in Japan at all. We just call it that because people are familiar with that. Uh, and so you're referring to like the, it depends at the high school level, there is the, the high school system that the high schools, you know, the high schools themselves run. You know, so these big tournaments, one's coming up next week, starting uh, Winter Cup. These are the national tournaments. Um, and then there's Inter High, which is in uh, the summer, usually in August. Um, and those are two big national tournaments that are run just for high schools. Uh, and then they have, like you said, the B League under 18, which is kind of their own thing as well. They have, you know, each B League is required to have their um, own youth team. Most of them have u15 i think all of them have u15 but now there's a push to try to get u18 and you know the 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 hope is i know on their side is that um they'll open up these national tournaments for b-league teams or club teams because there also are club teams like ours there are very few but under 18 club teams that are separate from the japanese system that are separate from the b-league system um they're very 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 few of them um, but that's the hope kind of the B league is that they open up these national tournaments and, and we're in the same boat. We, we'd, we'd love it if they open those up, um, because we can think we, we would be, uh, fairly competitive in it. Um, so that's where that's that the system's at, but at a under 15 level, uh, there actually is an under 15 winter cup, which we participated in, uh, and anyone can join that. So there's a B league teams, there's an under 15 youth teams. There are junior high teams. So all of those kind of combine and that's going to take place at the, I think beginning of January um, that they're going to run that. And that's been kind of an eye opener for people to kind of, and this was actually just started last year. This is the um, last year was the first time they started this under 15 um, tournament. So it's still with under 15 is the same. Like we're involved in under 15 club team tournaments in January. There's B league has their own. Uh, and then the schools have their own in the summer. Um, one of the things that they are trying to do, though, as far as intermixing teams at high school levels is we're actually involved. It was supposed to start, uh, I believe, last summer, somewhere around there. Um, but we're a part of the Tokyo uh, 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 League. So they have some of the 
top high school teams playing, they have the top club teams playing, they have them in divisions and they've separated them as far as ranking of, of who plays who. So there's, I mean, we're playing, I think four or five of the top high schools in our league. That's supposed to start in January, but that's by prefecture. So kind of like a, their, their area. Um, so each prefecture has come up with that plan. Um, and I believe there's only a couple that have really, really started. Uh, and so Tokyo tried to start last year, obviously, and then it, it was slowed down. So they're going to try to start it again in January. Uh, so there is some, um, some things starting to happen with that. I believe at the end of that, there is going to be a, a representative that finishes that's going to play in a separate type of um, tournament as well. And what the JBA is recognized is that, that there hasn't been enough uh, competitive games for kids to play in that have meaning. You know, because you you only have these two tournaments, two prefectural tournaments. You're preparing to play in Winter Cup or Inter High, um, and that's it. So they're trying to create it so there's more opportunities for kids to play meaningful games. And this last one that you said was the high school level. It's not the U U15 one, right? So that's yeah. high school level. Youth, but, there is no league, as far as I know. So 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 high school, um, high schools. What, probably 15 anyhow right you'd start 15 or 16 16 and up so first yeah. year of high school which is like uh you're 15 turning 16 so uh, who who would be playing in uh in the under 18 uh b-league team this then for example so uh who what's what types of kids yeah what type of player i mean so better than high school players or no uh well no that, that's not true there are, i mean there are a few kids and and, and so um, did they did they say and but obviously they have to go to school so i mean are they so they're going to school then separate and not but but not playing on their high school team then right so there is i mean i would say if you put the best b league under 18 team and play the best high school team the best high school team's gonna win um because those those schools recruit you know, they recruit kids from you know, under 15 or from areas or whatever, where, wherever they're getting their kids from. They're, they're recruiting the best players to come play for them. Um, and the B League, obviously, you're picking local kids that are around you. There's no facilities. There's no dormitories. There's none of that. So it's not like maybe the European system is very different, right? It's, it's still run. You know, youth basketball is still run by high school basketball. Um, and I know there's people that want to try to change that. But, I mean, that's what, it, that's what the facts are right now. Um, so the kids that might be playing on, um, a, a U18 B league team might be, they weren't recruited by a big school. Um, they may be one of the better players on a smaller school and just like, well, why, why do I play this? If I'm not going to qualify for inter high or winter cup, I can go play B league and, you know, they have like all-star games and they broadcast them and, you know, they'll travel to other cities to go play other B league teams. Um, so that's kind of the draw for them is maybe I'll just go play for that team rather than playing for my local school. Where I'm not going to really get anywhere and not going to, and not going to get seen. Mm -hmm. Um, while, uh, in, in previous chats with you, uh, I asked this question, so I'll just get it f uh, basically sort of quote on the record, hotbeds for Japanese hoops then high school wise. As far as cities or areas? Yeah. Cities or yeah. areas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fukuoka is a big place. There's two big high schools down there. Um, and so I know th those two teams down there are, are, are always competing for national tournaments. 
you know, so as far as high school basketball, kids want to go play for uh, Daichi Fukuoka or Ohori. And both of them are in the inter high or winter cup tournament coming up here. Um, I know that Osaka is, is around, you know, Kansai is, is basketball is popular there. Um, and unfortunately, like, cause I'm in Tokyo, you know, maybe Tokyo teams will get mad at me for it, but it's not, they're not always as competitive. There are, there are a couple of teams that are good. Um, but on a national level, I don't know how long it's been since they've, you know, been higher than top eight. You know, they might get top. I haven't seen them in a top four in a while. You know, I'm not a historian on high school basketball here, but um, they haven't been um, they haven't been in a top four in, in some time. Um, I was I was in Japan in uh, 2006 for the for the World Cup, and um, you you had a feel like that. You know, it was it was still very young, and uh, and. Um, Almost like they they didn't know when to cheer uh, at times, uh, and uh, I just I just was wondering. Uh, so so you've been in uh, you've been in Japan now uh, for for sixteen years. You you mentioned before. Um, I don't know if you have memories at all of the of the uh, of the World Cup back then, um, but maybe just over. Obviously, we just had the Olympics, um, and and I, I just was wondering how. What where 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 do you think that basketball ranks? Uh, now on the sports landscape in Japan, uh, and is that getting better? Is it getting higher because of guys like Rui and uh, and 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 the, you know those guys that are going over to the states and having success over there? Is is that helping increase increase the level attention whatnot of the game? Uh, it, it's definitely changed since I've been here, um, and, I, and I've commented to people before, you know. I'd walk by a park with a basketball hoop. There'd be no one in there when I, when I got here, but you go now, there aren't very many parks with hoops. When you find one, there are kids at the hoops and they're playing. So when you see kids carrying balls around, you know, little ball bags, you know, that, that are carrying around that I didn't see before. Um, so it definitely is growing. I think one of the, I mean, obviously Rui going and Utah Watanabe going really put a spark into things that like, Hey, I can do this. Um, there's a kid over at Nebraska now, Casey Tominaga. I think that actually he might be more inspiring because he's like like six one. You know, he's a shooter, knockdown, lights out shooter. Um, and if you watched three by three in the Olympics, you could have seen what he could do. Um, he I think he's kind of like the Steph Curry of Japan. I was gonna because, say he, he, yeah, he's because, more the Steph Curry, he looks yeah. like me. Yeah. Right. And he wants to, he, he's his idol. And, um, he actually, Steph came out here. Uh, we were part of that and he was, you know, they were talking and stuff like that. Um, but I think he, he's actually probably would have just as, not as much, but some more influence on the kids because I mean, I, uh, Watanabe and Rui Hachimura are unicorns here. You know, you don't find very many six, nine guys out here. Um, but a six, one, six, two. Yeah. That, that, that's obviously a possibility. Um, so I think that becomes somewhat of an inspiration. So we'll see where his journey takes him. Um, but I, I, you know, we've seen for sure as a club, because that's what we do. We, we, we really push kids to, to look at the States, you know, we've seen a lot more interest from Japanese kids wanting to do that. Um, so there definitely is a growth of basketball in Japan, hundred percent. Like I think another big thing that really, really helped was, 
I guess it was FIBA, right? Forced Japan into, you can't have two leagues. You can't have two pro leagues. Yeah. And once they started the B league where they combined everything, you know, made it kind of one purpose together. Then you started seeing things grow. You see, you know, under 15 teams now popping up with the, with the B league teams and now under 18 teams popping up with the B league teams, you know? So that's where also there's been some growth as well, because now you got the youth involved as opposed to, it's just all clubs and, and just high school basketball, but now there's some options for kids to do. It doesn't have to be, you got to play for, you know, X school or whatever that is, you know, there's some other places you could go play if you wanted to. Uh, I, I know that uh, ba- uh, baseball is, is uh, kind of like soccer here in, 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 in Europe or in so many other places, as far as like the number one sport. Um, it, does, does basketball, high school, uh, does high school basketball have any sort of uh, close comparisons uh, uh as baseball or probably um i i was told i was told by people in the jba they said that basketball was one of the highest um participation sports sports in japan Uh for youth like younger levels Uh um and so you know i i I became close with torsten lobel who was the um youth basketball coach here so we had a lot of conversations and talks you know and, and his thing was he would do a lot of um clinics to try to just change the mentality i think of just the coaching in japan um so there is it is it's definitely growing is it on the level of baseball or soccer is really popular as well here too um not yet but you know it's, it's definitely growing where you know the 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 winter cup tournaments broadcast now national television so the, the final is um, so, you know, you can see that, um, B league games still like the opening game or the final game will be broadcast. Otherwise you have to go find out some other cable channel, but you know, once they can start getting some more of that marketing out and, you know, I think you're going to continue to see things grow, uh, even more once you can get that stuff that's being broadcast. Cause like baseball, you know, the, the summer baseball tournaments are they're they're showing every, almost like every, it feels like every game. I don't know. I don't follow it enough, but it feels yeah, like every yeah. game is being shown on TV. Um, one, one, um, uh, so high school goes to whatever, 18, 19 or so. And, and then, um, you know, there's, there's the, the, you know, there's the, the, the B league, which is, you know, it's a professional league and it's actually one of the oldest leagues age wise in the world, actually, um, as far as average age and, and whatnot. And, um, and, uh, so there's just a gap there between 18, 19 to, I guess there's a special de- de- designation uh, slots, uh, which I believe are under 22 uh, for the, for the B league, uh, which, which, you know, which begs the question of that, uh, you know, 18, 19 to 22, what do the, what do those, uh, what do those players do? Um, and uh, you know, uh, we chatted before as well uh, that college basketball really uh, there isn't there isn't really a college uh, basketball um, a strong college basketball system there. Um, do you do you have any idea if that's if that's kind of improving? If there's if um, if there's a if there's a, a push to as 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 a as a component to development component also maybe supported by the the basketball federation um to kind of bring that level you know because that's a big that's a big uh, group of uh of players um and it's also a, a you know a very important uh time for development 18 to 20 21 
Um, and if you, you know, and if you say, you think about it that, you know, for, for players that aren't, you know, good enough, which is pretty high level to get to a B league team, um, or maybe guys that go to college, there's not, there's a, you know, that's a, that's a, you know, a big gap of, 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 of players that just get out of your system then right. seems to me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't speak too much on college basketball. I don't watch it that much here. Um, you know, I know of it. Some of our kids will go on and play uh, universities here. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know that there's as much popularity as watching high school basketball. It is, it's the same in, in, in baseball, you know, high, high school baseball, everyone wants to watch that college. It's a little bit less watched. Um, so, I mean, this, I think college to my understanding is, is pretty similar to the high school. Like you're playing your regionals and they just had their big tournament that just went on. Um, but as far as development and then going on to the pros, what the system they set up here is, and they call it special designation. And you, you start to see the news now, uh, once these college kids are done playing, they'll, they're able to play with a professional team from December till, um, March or till the end of the season, uh, Uh, sometimes, well, uh, March, because then the kids have to go back to their original college in April. So that, that time's taken off for colleges. That's where these, where these kids will take you know, there are a couple months and go play, uh, some games and some will be impact players, a few of them, you know, and some will be more of role players or maybe, you know, a team is interested in this player being able to sign with them in two or three years. So, Hey, we'll take you on, we'll develop you and hopefully maybe get in a game or, you know, at least get some reps and practice. Um, so they are, they are trying to, you know, uh, maybe cater to those, you know, higher level players to give them some more professional training, uh, not just the colleges, you know, and so that's where you'll see some, some kids do that. Uh, we had a kid last year do it from high school. Um, he graduated high school and went straight in. He played for a B2 team. Uh, and his objective was to get recruited to the U S that was Kendrick um, was, Stockman, right? Uh, no, that was a Kane, uh, Kane, Kane Roberts, Kane Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. So he ended up being able to use that and parlay it into a, a division one scholarship at Stony Brook. Um, so, but he also had to get some playing time. So that was, you know, and the, the coach is trying to figure out how do we get him in and, you know, athletically he was there, but developmentally, right. He's not as mature developmentally, but, um, you know, had the skill to do it. So that was always, you know, uh, try to figure out how do we, how do we get this guy in? And, um, so that was, that, that helped him. So, yeah, so there is, there is some opportunity for, for the college level kids to, um, still get better. Um, is that, I don't know if that system is going to change. I haven't, I don't know if the, what the discussion is that, I mean, cause probably we work with high school kids and once they get off to the college level or professional, I mean, that is, that is something we do talk about with, with teams and as well as, you know, if there's a kid that's interested in doing special designation, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll inquire with them to see if they're interested, just to see if there's, there's an opportunity for that kid to take a gap year, you know, whether it's um, oftentimes it's because they want to go to, to the States. Right. Um, they're trying to figure out how to get there or do I take it and just say, you know what, I'm going to stay with it and continue to play B league and try to develop from there. Let's move over to, to, to what actually you're, you're doing. Uh, Cause uh, that's St. Mary's international school. You're also, like we said, the, uh, uh, the head coach director of the, of Tokyo Samurai. Um, so like we said, so there's sort of these, like, <laughs> I don't know, these three, leagues or three avenues kind of going parallel, you know, uh, uh, along their merry way and, and maybe 
you know, sort of, uh, you know, thoughts or, you know, to maybe get, have them intersect here or there. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about what, what your, your, um, I guess most of your guys are probably, um, you know, heirs, uh, you know, fam, you know, the, uh, army, army or, or Navy people from, from the U S um, I suppose that's probably the, 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 the most of that, um, is, do you have, um, can, uh, I suppose Japanese families, uh, Japanese, Japanese families who maybe want their children to grow up, uh, go to school with an inner, with, uh, with English language, I suppose you have a, a certain clientele, I guess, of that. Tell us a little bit about, uh, about who you have in your system, at, uh, in, in that regard. Yeah. So when we first started, it was mostly just international schools. So international schools, you know, same before, um, you know, there's, there's a number of them here, you know, fairly large. You have, I don't know, about a thousand students in some or more. Uh, that's K-12, but, you know, maybe 500 in a, or t- three to 500 in a, in a high school. So there are, there's a large population of international school kids, as well as, as you mentioned, the, the military-based kids. So when we started, it was primarily that. It was just international school kids and, and military base. And, you know, and we'd take them off to go, like I said, go to the States and, and, and try to get them an opportunity to play college basketball in the U.S. Uh, and hopefully they're able to get a, a scholarship to do that. Um, so as we've grown, we've actually seen, and that's kind of, I think, to me, the growth of the game is we've started to see more Japanese kids wanting to get involved with what we do. Um, so, you know, they'll reach out to us to say, Hey, I'm, I'm interested in, you know, one, yes, the, the language, right. Parents are interested in, in their kids learning English. Um, Cause we all, all of our coaching is in English. Um, we do have, you know, interpreter there to kind of um, obviously interpret things, but you know, everything that's been coached to them is in English. Um, but, you know, we've seen for some of these kids want to, they're, they're interested in, in, in going to the States. They, they see a Casey Tominaga, you know, that's, um, been successful. There's uh, a kid right now at St. Thomas More, um, talk young blood, who's really playing well. And these kids know him, you know, he's also, um, you know, uh, half American, half Japanese, um, you know, but they're seeing some success that's happening where kids are thinking like, do, can I go to prep school? Can I go to junior college? Like Kesei Tominaga, can I go direct to university? Um, and, you know, we've had some high profile kids come ask us about that or teams ask us like, can you help our guy out? Um, and we're happy to help him out. You know, that's, that's part of, you know, that's, that's my passion is right. Is, is one, the basketball and coaching, but it's also trying to um, spread kids thinking or parents thinking globally, like, this game isn't just in Japan. Like there's opportunities out there where you could go to Germany, you could go to Europe, you could go to Australia, you could go uh, to the U S to play. Um, And then when you get that experience, Hey, coming back and playing on a national team level or playing in the B league level, um, you know, that to me, that's going to make them so much stronger because of the competition they're, they're facing daily, you know, and it's no knock on what they're, what's happening in Japan, but you know, college teams don't all have six, nine guys, six, eight guys, you know, then, well, then you're not playing against the best you could play against, you know, as opposed to if you went to somewhere else, Australia or us, wherever it is, you know, their lineup's full of those guys, you know, so then they have to learn how to play against those types of kids. Um, so that's kind of where we're, what, what we're, we're, we're at and what we're kind of driving towards. Um, and, you know, our, our, our mission and goal is really shifted from just, 
helping kids get to us and military and international. It's really like, how do we grow this game globally? How do we, you know, how do we grow the game in Japan? Um, where kids are really thinking about what's out there for me what kind of, where can, where can I go? How high can I achieve? Um, the, the crossover between, between your two organizations, I guess, if you will, with St. Mary's and then the Tokyo Samurai, uh, Samurai, I assume that has players from other high sc- uh, uh, international high schools as well then. Yes. Okay. And so there's a, uh, yeah, <laughs> there, there's some rivalries that go on in season, right? Because I'm uh-huh. coaching, you know, half the kids that are playing, we're playing against. I'm coaching against them now that I, you know, coach with the samurai. Um, and we actually, this was our first year. We actually going year round, so we're we're trying to intermix club and our school season at the same time um, because it's really a drive for the year, year round with the with the samurai. Yeah. So originally we started it was just to play for the summer. So we just start in the spring, do a tryout, get ready play for the summer done. And then maybe we might play in the fall. Um, but this, this from this last April really gone decided decide to go year round. Uh, and because we have so many more Japanese kids in our system, well, if they're not playing with us, they're not playing. Uh, and so we thought, I mean, if, obviously it's unfair for them to like, okay, because we have these international kids, we're not going to practice anymore. We're not going to play anymore. So we've, you know, obviously made a conscious effort to say, all right, we'll, we'll continue to play. We know some of our international military kids won't be able to always play with us or practice with us, but the Japanese kids can, so we can keep moving forward. Um, and when those kids can jump into practice, let's do it. When they can jump in the games, let's do it. Uh, so that's what we've, we've decided to do. So we will go year round. And um, so it is, makes my schedule hectic. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I assume Avi Schaefer was, uh, in the samurai team also was, Saint he, Mary's. was he also st mary's yes so he's both okay um he's a okay like you mentioned you know obviously Ru, Ru, uh, rui is is just uh, uh, um, just uh, and, and just a total anonymous uh, uh, anomaly and and a unicorn whatever um but uh, one of the things that 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 i uh that i that i you know see um uh, I was actually I was actually with the team uh, in Mannheim at the Albert Schweitzer tournament when when Avi made his uh, when his debut with the with the with the uh, with the team there in in, uh, in Germany. And one of the things that uh, Torsten Leubel you had mentioned uh, was really excited about was he's sort of the first player from the international school system that was brought into the. The, the Japanese national team system. Uh, and since then we've seen a lot of the, a lot more players, uh, um, also biracial players. Maybe just talk about how important that has been. Um, not necessarily for you guys, because obviously it gives you guys more exposure, not just year programs, but also the whole international uh, school system, but, but, but for Japanese basketball, because there's a lot of talent that now is, you know, accessible, let's say accessible. It was always there, but now an acceptance from the, from the Federation to go and, and, and bring into the, their programs. Yeah. I mean, Avi was a, was a big surprise for them. Uh, I mean, just a little short story on him. He came to St. Mary's to visit and I said, who's that kid? You know, cause he's a six, nine kid that walks in the door and they're like, he's a soccer player. I'm like, no, he's a basketball player, you know? And then, and then <laughs> having these conversations. Him. Yeah. And then, uh, it was actually, and I kept on talking to him and said, Hey, Avi, if you, if you played basketball, you could be a national team player. That's what I told him. Uh, and it was actually a rivalry game between uh, St. Mary's and ASAJ, which is more like this American kind of style of, you know, crazy fans. And he sat there and watched and said, okay, I want to play basketball now. 
Um, so, and so then when we took him, uh, we, we got invited at, at one point to play the under 16 national team and Avi was there and we were, our team was very competitive with them. Um, and I told Torsten, I said, all these kids, almost all of them are Japanese. They're half, right. They're probably American parents. Um, and then Japanese mothers usually. Uh, and he was really surprised. I said, yeah, oh, he's like, yeah, that guy right there, the six, nine guy who, who really didn't know a whole lot of what he's doing yet. Cause he only played for like six months at that point. This is Avi um, you're talking about. This is Avi. Yeah. Um, and he was really intrigued and he said, can you guys play again? I said, when we'll play you. And so we brought it, you know, put a team together again and, and played them, you know, and then he was obviously Avi got selected and, you know, he's had, a, he's already having a great career, you know, as a, as a professional, as an Olympian, you know, um, and so, you know, I was kind of surprised that they had not looked at other, what, what's really out there in Japan, you know? And so that has opened doors for other kids. Um, I'm not necessarily sure within Japan, but actually outside of Japan, mm-hmm. um, because you have Isaiah Murphy who was also on that team, right? That was the mixtape from the mom, right? From the mother, right? Yeah. So that was a mixtape from a mom <laughs> that they sent to them. And they're like, who's this kid? Um, so you know, but the, I mean, there is a little bit of some some, some old school in, in in Japan and maybe Japan basketball where there so there is some hesitation in, in, in pulling in some of these players um, that maybe they should look at. Um, but I think it has definitely opened some doors. You know, you just kind of look at, you know, the under 18 team that that played in the summer. You know, there's a lot of mixed kids that are playing on that. Now, most of them, I think almost actually, I would say all of them play in Japanese high schools. Um, so there's still, you know, not to say that, you know, I don't know how many kids are really out there in locally in Japan that aren't playing for Japanese high schools. I know that we have some and we've had them. They're, they're now part of, you know, the next under 18 group that are, you know, trying to trying to make that next group. Um, but I think it does, it has opened doors for, for Japan to look outside. And, and I know that they're, they're trying to look in the States of, you know, who's out there. Cause, uh, I'm trying, I can't remember his name, recall his name. Um, the Watanabe kid that was played at UC Davis, Hugh, or yeah, I think it's at Hugh Hoagland. He was at, maybe it was Portland. Um, he, he was another one where, you know, maybe no one really knew, <laughs> you know, and then, then he's, um, he ended up being, I think, on under nineteen. I'm not sure if he was. Um, I don't remember if he actually made the team, but he's he's now playing here professionally. Um, so there are, you know, th- there's definitely as far as the JBA are looking, a B league for sure looking, um, because the B league really is interested in the the half players, um, and like a team like Osaka had a bunch of them, you know, that they're and that's where Kedrick was at, um, you know where they're they're trying to get more of them because if you can get in a kid that's half and he's six four six five that really helps you out because you're not going to get that locally all the time you know and they might be a little bit more athletic um so that's it's it's only the benefit to them to have you know that type of size you you mentioned under 18 so you guys actually had three guys at the uh uh, u18 national team camp for next year's uh under 18 asian championship um kashan mcneil roy ikba Igwe and uh, Anthony Segekawa. Yes. Um, maybe just uh, tell us a little bit about those guys. Uh, you know, if if you think that uh, um, the the whole trio, uh, you know, uh, or you know, one of those guys maybe would be one of the dominant players. 
um, how they did at the camp, you know, uh, what are your, what are your thoughts about those guys? Maybe your thoughts about that U18 team for those, uh, p- people here, uh, who might be listening and looking forward to the Asian championship next year. Yeah. So, uh, Anthony was actually part of the, I guess it was new team, right? That was the summer. He was actually a candidate, um, for that team. And the interesting thing about it, it was as soon as he moved to a Japanese school, that invitation came. Um, so there is some of that. There's still some politics behind it. Right. Um, so he was able to get into that camp. And so he was at, you know, under 18, um, Roy is also, he's a St. Mary's kid. So he's been with us, um, uh, right. Since he was with, Saint, with, uh, Tokyo Samurai since he was under 15 team. So it was 14. Um, and then Keyshawn's a military kid from Zama. It's an army base, you know, and he was with us as well. He was actually playing under 18 as a 15 year old, uh, super athletic kid. So, um, you know, their, their chances, I, I sure hope they can make it. You know, I actually wasn't there, but, um, our director of ops is there. He was helping them out as a, as a, as a staff member there. And he said, you know, all three of them played really well. Um, and we'll, we'll see, you know, I haven't seen the upcoming dates of when they're going to make that selection, but I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing if they're going to be able to make it. I mean, the thing with um, Anthony and Roy is they've got some size of both six, five, six, six, um, which again, is at a premium uh, in Japanese basketball. Um, and I mean, the, the, the good thing with the Keyshawn, the thing that they, I think is going to intrigue them. He's super athletic, you know, that kid can jump out of the gym. So, you know, it's always good to have that type of player around because, you know, you can't coach that, you know, you can't coach height and you can't coach athleticism. I mean, it's just natural. And, you know, so that's, that's the, 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 the benefit for having those guys is it's something you can't get. It's not to say that those guys are also skilled, so that helps, but you know um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how, how that all pans out. Uh, I'm also looking forward to seeing who they actually select as a coach. It hasn't been announced yet. So it hasn't been announced yet. Okay. Okay. Not, no. Um, so you know, Avi, Avi, obviously, Avi is, is, you know, one of the, you know, when a guys you look at and see is doing well and you, you know, you have to be, you know, a certain level of, of have a certain level of pride, whatever that, that you, you know, helped, uh, you know, get him to where he's gotten um, for some of, for, for, uh, for the others who don't know, maybe who are some of the other names that you had come through, uh, you know, either or both of the, uh, the programs, uh, St. Mary's and or uh, the Samurai uh, that you're really, um, looking forward to seeing how they, you know, how they do. You you mentioned uh, uh, Taco Youngblood. You know, uh, he just dropped twenty four on 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 on, uh, on Mount Verde uh, last last month. And um, some of the guys that that either uh, or that are in your system right now and are looking for colleges um, that you think can can really take a, you know really be a pretty uh, pretty uh, important player down the road. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, uh, obviously Avi, you know, he's, he's, he's been special and, you know, I don't know. People say, you know, I, I just been, feel considered like I'm just been lucky. Like we've just had these kids that have come through and, um, you know, talk is obviously done really well. Uh, looking forward to seeing how Kane Roberts does, you know, he's playing at Stony Brook and uh, we knew going in, right. They had a veteran team. So he's still waiting his turn to get his chance. Um, we have, Tyga Jones who's over at Putnam Science. Putnam Science is a prep school in Connecticut and they're ranked number one or two in the country. Um, he's the first guy off the bench for them. And he's, you know, knockdown shooter. And um, so we helped him get, get into prep school and hoping to see kind of what happens with him. 
as you mentioned, talk is doing well. Um, you know, Keyshawn, we're, we're trying to figure out cause he's, he's a year older than the other guys cause he's graduating this year. It's kind of figuring out where he goes, um, to play. Uh, we have another guy, Damilola Mosak, who's in Stonehill in, um, Massachusetts, D2 over there. Uh, we're starting to see he's getting some good minutes, um, right now. Um, I mean, Kedrick Stockman was at Osaka this year. Uh, he's that special designation. Um, he was a special designation for uh, the B Corsairs last year and trying to see how he develops because he decided not to play college basketball and went um, basically took a year off and then came back here and said, all right, I want to try to do pro. Um, so he's getting his opportunity and uh, hopefully gets a little bit more playing time to kind of show what he can do. Um, you know, we had actually one of our earlier ones was Hunter Court, who is with uh, Oko, uh, Okayama Trihoops B3. Uh, he was straight from high school as well. So he went to Hiroshima first. Um, so he's kind of, you know, he was, he was injured for a bit. So he had to recover from an ACL and, you know, he's trying to figure things out for himself. Um, but, you know, I, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm just grateful to be able to kind of coach these guys. And, um, you know, I, I think some of it too, is that we've had such like great kids that have come through um, really good kids come from good families um, that, you know, or want to be coached um, or we figure out how to get them coached. You know, some of the kids are a little bit hard headed to start, but they, you know, their parents were in support of what we we're doing um, and let their kids get coached. And, you know, we've, you know, done our best to try to help them out. And, you know, that's what I'm, um, you know, that's, that, that's what I'm, I'm about is, you know, how do we help these kids get further, you know? And, you know, as I said, we've had other kids that are, are reaching out now that, you know, they're thinking about it, you know, they're playing for high level high school teams here and they're like, Hey, what can I do to, yeah. What can I do to get to the States? I said, well, here, here are the things you need to do, you know, and, you know, and they're not a part of our program. They may eventually, I don't know. Um, but I'm happy to help them, you know, whether they're part of our program or not, because our, our our end goal here is to, you know, raise the game and, and, and get, more kids thinking about it, you know, and I think, I, I, I think, I really, I think really on a national level or international level, you know, Japan's going to start to really start to make some headway, um, you know, because you have the, the, the two guys right now with um, Rui Hachimura and uh, Yuta Watanabe, but I think you're going to have some other guys are going to start coming up with um, some size and some speed and some, athleticism that's going to be like okay you know japanese basketball is really going to change and so is the face of japanese basketball you know it's not going to be just necessarily the, the typical japanese guy you you might think is going to show up there now right and, but the thing is is um a lot of these guys are super japanese mm-hmm. you know like taku every time he steps off the court he bows every time he comes off the court even at um saint thomas more and that's just the thing for Japanese basketball is, you know, you, you, you respect the game, you you respect your opponents. Um, and that's how they do it. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting to see how things are going to go. sounds like the dogs are excited too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Chris, uh, Thiesen, uh, with St. Mary's, uh, high school and, uh, international school and, uh, and also Tokyo, uh, Samari, uh, Samurai, uh, thank you very much for the time. Thanks uh, for giving us some, uh, wonderful insight on the, on the youth game in, in Japan. Appreciate it. And, uh, good luck, uh, uh, down the road. 
Yeah, thank you for having me. I, re I really appreciate it.